so what would it mean if if your spouse realized that you know you made a mistake and you know well well they would be upset yeah so they'll be upset with you what does that mean you know and you dig down and you dig down and then eventually what you get to is well they might not want to be with me None of us are perfect, but sometimes we have a difficult time explaining our mistakes to our spouse. Dr. Karen Sherman explains why that is and what we can do about it. Stay tuned. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and we want to help you save money while you show your love. Go to bloomnation.com and use the promo code GETHITCHEDWITHBN. 10, all one word, to save $10 on your purchase. Bloom Nation is a marketplace that connects you with local florists across the country. The promo code again is get hitched with BN10 and you can save $10 on your purchase at bloomnation.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So for those tuning in for the first time, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues. She joins us pretty much every week. Um, She has been doing the psychology thing for over 30 years. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm really old. <laughs> lots of info, lots of insight, lots of knowledge, and she's sharing it with the world. Uh, today, we are actually going to talk about um, admitting when you're wrong. And this is one of those things, you know, we you see all this stuff on, on online and studies and different things about uh, things that go wrong in marriages that cause uh, divorce or whatever. And I feel like the this is this is one of those things that just kind of like lingers around and just can drive a spouse crazy, but doesn't get the attention it deserves sometimes. Uh, and and you know everybody will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. You will be wrong, um, whether it's something you said that wasn't true or you did something that was a mistake. Uh, you will make a mistake. And and unfortunately, many people have a difficult time admitting to their spouse that they were wrong. Uh, why? This is the, I mean, this is the person that you're supposed to love more than anyone else in, er, on earth. So why do people have such a hard time admitting when they're wrong to them? Well, I think it's because this is since this is the person that we love so much we also feel the most vulnerable with them and we want to make sure that they like us we want to make sure that they feel good about us so by admitting we're wrong then we're admitting that we're not perfect uh they see flaws in us and we don't want them to see flaws in us we want them to continue seeing us in the best light possible so i and and this may be stretching it a bit too far, but is it almost like, well, if they see that I'm wrong and I admit when I'm wrong and I might be wrong a lot, uh, oh. that they might think like, what the hell am I doing with this guy? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I think that that's what the the, the underlying fear. Sure, I don't yeah. know that people are necessarily aware of that. Yeah. But I think, you know, when I'm working with couples and, you know, we go down sort of through the levels and I say, you know, so what would it mean if, if your spouse realized that, you know, you made a mistake and, you know, well, well, they would be upset. Yeah. So they'll be upset with you. What does that mean? You know, and you dig down and you dig down and then eventually what you get to is, well, they might not want to be with me. Mm. So I think that it's very difficult to really say that I'm wrong or that I am at fault because the basic fear is one of an attachment fear that they don't want, they wouldn't want me anymore. Mm. Now, is there anything associated with this? I mean, does your past uh, determine like how much that affects you or is this just ingrained in most human beings that, uh, you know, that kind of admittance uh, will, will cause that anxiety? Well, I think that if we were going to give it some kind of a grounding, shall we say, Mm -hmm. the brain is really a social organ and it wants attachment. And attachment is not a bad word here. It's not like, oh my God, you're so attached. Um, it, It wants attachment. It wants to be connected to people. And that goes right from the beginning of our lives. And as children, we want very much for our parents to be happy with us and we'll do whatever it is that will make them you know, pleased with us. Um, and we don't even know necessarily that what they might be happy with is necessarily normal or healthy. So whatever it is that makes them happy, that's what you're going to do. Because the fear is that if they're not happy with you, that they're not going to love you anymore. So I think it goes back to that, um, that root, you know, or that, yeah, that yeah. root. Um, and so, you know, we fear that if our partner's not happy with us, that then they're not going to want us. Um, And so if we acknowledge or admit that we've done something wrong, then there's the concern. They're not going to be happy with us. They're not going to want us anymore. Okay. And if your spouse, moving on really quick, um, if your spouse hasn't been gracious in accepting uh, your admittance of wrong or falsehood in the past, how can you admit that you're wrong now? Well, that's going to be very hard. You know, I mean, obviously, if they haven't accepted it, it's going to be that much harder to say, you know, I am wrong. And I think that perhaps you could actually say to your partner, you know, I know that I did something that wasn't perfect. And and to be quite frank with you, it's a little hard to own up to it because I feel that in the past when I, you know, have tried to tell you that, because the truth is that nobody is perfect, you know, you you've been less than accepting about it and and it makes it that much more difficult for me to tell you that I you know made a mistake um and to apologize properly for it and you know to to be honest and open about it um you know because then what you're really doing is you're having a meta communication now let me just explain that for a moment okay. communication is where you just talking back and forth to each other. But a meta-communication is where you're communicating about your communication. Ah, So if I say to you, I'm having difficulty expressing um, something I've done that was inappropriate because in the past when I've done so, you know, you've had such a bad reaction to it that it makes it hard for me to fess up again. Now I'm communicating about my communication. Um, And, and, you know, in fact, in any relationship, 
you do have this back and forth, this action reaction, as you know, I, I talk about all the time. So I think it's important for couples to know that, you know, maybe I, I don't tell you the truth or maybe I, I don't fess up to everything because when I do tell you certain things, the kinds of reaction I have from you is so negative that it makes it difficult for me to be, you know, more upfront about things. And and when you say the reaction that you're getting is negative, is that uh, in the immediacy of them berating you for doing something wrong or is that not letting not letting it go so you you admit that you're wrong and then every corner that you turn they're rubbing your nose in it like well remember when you said this but actually blah 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 yeah well i think that in all fairness um if you're gonna lay a bomb on your mate you can't expect them to just be oh honey that that's okay you know and of course there's a whole bunch of there's a range of things that you're going to be admitting to that might come across in in a negative way from you know I forgot to pick up the milk that you asked me to pick up to you know I've been gambling and I've used up all yeah. our savings um <laughs> yeah so um but I think but 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 I think a lot of this stuff and and we like to talk about the minutia of this whole marriage thing a lot of it is 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 aren't those bombshells it's the it's the small things that become annoying to you over time that you can't seem to admit anything to your spouse because whatever you admit anything to them they 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 throw it in your face later on well i that's that was my yeah, my okay. point okay so i think that you know if you lay a, a bombshell on your spouse and they have a reaction and then you get upset and say, well, how can I tell you something? Look at your reaction. You're not being fair. I mean, you mm-hmm. you can't expect to lay a bombshell on your mate and then not have a reaction. Gotcha. That being said, um, you know, they need time to take in the information, process it, and, you know, then be okay with it and, you know, talk about it and work on it with you. But the other part is that if then at every corner they bring it back up, and hold you to it and hold a grudge and, you know, it, it lives on and on and on. Really, why would you tell the person anything? Because mm-hmm. you're forever paying the price for it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so, so with that all being said, what is the proper way or what are the proper steps to del- deliver um, an effective apology? I love that question because um, le- let me start with what is not a proper apology. Okay. So you don't want to say, I'm sorry you feel this way because you're taking no responsibility mm. and you're laying it on the mate like, well, you know, you've got these feelings and, and that's your issue. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, a proper apology has three components. Okay. The first is where you take responsibility for what you did um, and you own it. Um, the second part of it is that you... Um, actually say what consequence it has had on your mate. And the third is you make sure that your tone, uh, in fact, sounds apologetic. Uh, So for instance, if I say, you know, I really am sorry that I'm an hour late because I realize that it was disrespectful of your time frame and that you could have been doing something else rather than just sitting around waiting for me. And, And I really do recognize that that was disrespectful to you. Um, So I've said what I've done wrong. I've Mm -hmm. said what meaning it had to you. And my voice is one where hopefully the tone is sounding that I I truly mean it. 
Mm -hmm. And, and was, I love that you started out with what not to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there other things other than (laughs) avoiding responsibility and, and kind of putting it on your spouse that you should avoid? Um, I think that, I think that that's the biggest mistake that people make when they're apologizing that they say something, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So then if you're on the, uh, on your, if you're on the opposite end of this, what should you do if your spouse comes to you with their admittance of some sort of wrong? Well, what I would do is thank them and let them know how much I appreciate their being open. And I might even say, I know that this was hard for you to do, but I really do appreciate it. Um, and if I have a reaction, you know, I might say, look, you, you know, you have to understand that what you just told me was a little, you know, wasn't so easy to hear and I need a little time to process it. Um, and, you know, again, depending on how, you know, what you heard, you, you might even say something like, you know, I have to be honest with you. It may take me a couple of days to work on this and we'll get through it, but, um, I need a little time on this. But again, I, that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate you, you telling it to me. Cause I, I do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's interesting. So I grew up, um, in a very, I guess you would say like a sarcastic environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody was pretty sarcastic around each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of normal for me and, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, but my spouse did not come from that environment. Mm. And yeah. so when I would interact with Jess and I would be sarcastic in my responses to her, it would like offend her, mm-hmm. uh, understandably so. And she wasn't used to it. And, um, and my whole family is pretty much this way. Um, and it's interesting because over the years, I've tried to be less sarcastic uh, mm-hmm. because I, I, I began to see from her perspective, the benefit wasn't there. Like, you know, when I was younger, I would think it was funny or clever or whatever. But when she would know the response I was about, like the sarcastic response I was going to give her mm-hmm. um, before I said it, it no longer was funny and it was no longer clever. It was mm-hmm. just coming off as rude at that point mm-hmm. um, and annoying to her. And so I have in, in you know since I've been married and probably a little longer that slowly tried to work my way into being less sarcastic as an immediate response, Mm -hmm. because that was my just reactionary response. And I have to say, I don't miss it. Um, I, Mm -hmm. cause I think part of me felt like that was, um, it was just, it was just part of who I was and like how I communicated. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I, my life has become easier and people have opened up to me and this like, cause I, it, I've extended this to everybody. I, at least I try. Um, and I've just noticed more people opening up to me because I now provide a safe listening environment mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, um, uh, people might not have said things to me because I would give them some smart ass comment and, and reply, even though mm-hmm. I wasn't sincere with it. I was just trying to be a funny guy. Right. Right. So I, 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 I understand, um, how difficult the transition can be. Cause I had to re- like, I had to make a conscious effort to, to avoid having the first things out of my mouth be something that cut somebody down because right. I thought it was going to be funny. Right. 
Right. Well, good for you that you were able to be aware of it and then, you know, work at changing it. And, you know, of course, I think that that's possible for anybody that if you first of all, you can't make a change unless you're aware of it. That but, yeah, Well, that, that, I would have to say this is the thing. It, like it really did. It took my wife um, pointing it out to me mm-hmm. that every time that she would say something to me or every time, you know, we would have some sort of like lighthearted engagement that I would just, you know, be a smart ass. Uh-huh. And it really got us nowhere, mm-hmm. and and it turned and and that was the thing where you know the light bulb went off in my head. I was like, well, why am I, you know, starting to think about well, why am I even doing this? Like, right. what, what do I get out of it? Yeah, like, she doesn't yeah. find it funny. I don't have an audience, uh-huh. <laughs> you uh-huh. know. <laughs> so like that was kind of the thing, and I was like, oh, well, maybe if I was just you know said thank you or you know, oh, I I hear you, uh-huh. <laughs> and and things you know, it's like you know, things blossomed from that point. Right, right. So, you know, again, you can't change something unless you're aware of it. But if if one uh, is aware of a trait that they have, um, they it can be changed. You just mm-hmm. have to, you know, uh, really be mindful of it and, you know, work at it. And, you know, as you said, this was something that was done in your family. So it was sort of the way you were vetted, you know, the way you were raised. But that doesn't mean that that's it, you know, that just because you were raised that way, that that's what you have to continue doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, kind of wrapping this thing up a bit. So we, we've talked about people are going to be wrong. It happens, whatever. And, you know, it's one thing to be wrong, but it's another thing to be habitually wrong and then taking advantage of your spouse's graciousness. So mm-hmm. as in, you you just kind of do what you're going to do, knowing that you're going to be wrong, because as long as you apologize, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that that's going to uh, get tired, so to speak. Um, and if I'm the mate who's constantly being gracious, I would call you on it. And I would say, you know, um, just because I'm willing to forgive you so often does not mean that that gives you free, you know, a free pass all the time to just, uh, keep taking advantage of it. And at some point, um, I'm, I'm really, I just want to tell you that I don't know that this is going to keep being acceptable to me. I'd call you on it. Mm. Um, so I, I think that you run the risk of somebody of your mate getting resentful of it. Um, I think it's a dangerous, uh, it's a slippery slope to keep just assuming that you can just say, sorry, you know, and it's okay. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry, it's okay. Now, when when that starts to become, a ha- uh, excuse me, a habit, uh, is that, we know one of the, the, the strong pillars of, of, a, of a marriage is respect. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. And I would say that this falls into that category of just showing your spouse very little respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, again, um, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like a kid who does something wrong and then says, oh, I'm sorry. And you say, okay, that was very good that you, you know, know that that was not something that you should do. And that's great. But then if the kid keeps doing it, um, eventually what you're going to feel is, you know, it's not okay. Just because you keep saying sorry isn't okay. You have to be more aware of your behavior. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an important thing that 
the grown-up has to realize also, you yeah. know, you've got to take responsibility for your behavior. Apologizing isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really, I, I love that you brought it all the way back to childhood behavior, because really, that is what maturity is. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulty and our conversation was uh, abruptly stopped. Uh, However, we were at the very end of the podcast, so we are going to call that a show. And I want to thank Karen, uh, who is no longer on this call, but I want to thank Karen very much for her time. And I want to remind all of you that Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get more information Uh, about Karen at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can find all this information on our website, hitchedmag.com. And I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in every week, subscribing to the podcast. And for those of you who have shared a little bit of feedback, that is greatly appreciated. Um, If you want to help out, just give us a a, a star rating or something uh, on either iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, That helps get us in front of the eyeballs when uh, iTunes or Stitcher algorithm wants to recommend podcasts for somebody who might be looking for marriage or relationship information. So uh, it might seem like a small thing, and it is a small thing, uh, but it is uh, a huge help to us. So we really, really uh, appreciate it and want to thank you for that. So that will do it for us this week. I promise we will have these technical uh, issues fixed next week. Uh, So thank you so much for your time. And until next time, take care, everybody. (laughs) 